Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I am Ogechi Ekeanyao. The 2022 World Health Organization Global Oral Health Status Report shows that oral diseases affect up to 3.5 billion people globally, and three quarters of these people live in middle-income countries. The cost of oral health care services and the lack of oral health awareness contribute to the large number of people in low to middle income countries with oral diseases, even though these diseases are largely preventable. Oral diseases are diseases of the teeth, gums, or mouth, and their consequences can be severe, causing pain, discomfort, and sometimes even death. Their treatment requires access to oral health care services which are often expensive and not part of the universal health coverage, so inaccessible to the poorest people. Our reporter, Royal Uche, has been speaking to Professor Morenike Oluwatoyi Upong, Professor of Pediatric Dentistry and the Dean at the Faculty of Dentistry of Bafemi Awolowon University in Nigeria. She spoke to us about the inequalities in access to oral health care in Africa. Inequalities in oral health is experienced globally and not just in Africa. However, the inequalities in access to oral health in Africa have been more grievous than what is experienced elsewhere because the continent is less able to address the welfare needs of its people. Usually, people living with disabilities, people with low educational status, people living in care homes and remote areas like rural communities, and people with all forms of minority status experience inequalities in assessing health services. This same group of people also experience inequalities in assessing oral health in Africa. The contextual factors for experiencing inequalities may however differ between countries. For example, people with low income are less likely to be able to afford out-of-pocket expenditure on oral health, which is the usual case in most countries in Africa. Also, people with low educational status have little access to information resources on oral health, and this affects the ability to improve on oral self-care. In addition, people with disabilities have challenges assessing facilities because facilities rarely take care of their peculiar needs. And of course, those who live in rural areas do not even have oral health facilities to assess irrespective of those limitations. And so, yes, there are inequalities in assessing oral health in Africa. What measures must be taken to cope the prevalence and severity of the disease? There are measures that I think could cope, you know, the severity of the impact of inequalities on people who are disadvantaged in a society. First, I think it's about improving the poverty status of most African countries and African citizens. Once the poverty status is improved, access to healthcare becomes readily accessible. Poverty usually limits access to financial and educational resources, which are both needed for oral health. Addressing poverty means addressing a lot of the oral health issues. Or secondly, to reduce the inequality in oral health, oral health needs to be integrated into the delivery of primary health care. Successful integration will improve all persons' access to oral health care in facilities. Also, facilities have activities that promote oral health education once it is integrated. Thirdly, no one can overemphasize the role of access to healthcare insurance or health insurance coverage for oral health care. This would definitely help in addressing oral health care access inequalities. 
Also, we need to stop treating oral health care as an aesthetic problem. What most insurance people, companies do is group oral health care as an aesthetic problem and therefore do not invest in coverage. But we do know oral health care problems are lead ways to general health problems as shown by many studies. My fifth point is about improving the competency of other healthcare professionals to address oral health care problems. Oral health personnel are really very scarce in Africa. So if we empower our other healthcare professionals who usually come in contact with a lot more people through tax shifting, then we are calling on all, more people to learn to screen for oral problems and then refer to dentists for specialized, specialized care. My sixth point has to do with making a change in the way we view health. We have to start viewing health from a human rights lens rather than a public health approach. A human rights approach is a more holistic approach that recognizes that every single man has a right to oral health care. One country struggling with the burden of oral health care is Nigeria. We spoke to McKing Amedari, a hospital consultant at the Department of Preventive and Community Dentistry of Bathemi Awolowo University. He spoke to us about the work he's been doing to study oral health in Nigeria and what he's found out about oral health care in the country. The Nigerian oral health system is largely ill-defined and um, overstrained. For example, what we have um, in Nigeria is said that um, 90% of persons who have oral diseases um, do not seek or cannot um, obtain care. That's, that's, that, that means they remain, 90% of those who have diseases remain untreated. And so that is a big challenge on the oral health system. And so what we wanted to do was to more like map the oral health systems using the WHO recognized building blocks for the health system. And there are actually six blocks, but I will just summarize some of the key findings um, in terms of oral health care in Nigeria. And firstly, yeah, regards oral health service delivery. Um, it is notable that we have delivery of oral health care at the three tiers of the Nigerian health system. Um, but while at the primary health centers, there are still a handful of primary centers that have oral health care delivered at those centers. More so, there, there is significant inequality in terms of access to oral health care in Nigeria. For example, in some northern parts of Nigeria, we have people traveling up to 600 kilometers to access oral health care. And that is a big challenge um, for, in terms of achieving health for all. In terms of the workforce, look at the statistics are again poor when we have two in the ratio of like two to 100,000 people, two dentists to 100,000 people in Nigeria. That is really poor. Um, and so authors have recommended um, adopting some policy actions, just tax sharing, tax shifting, or even skill mix, you know, to mitigate the uh, um, burden of needed oral health care. We also have um, Nigeria significant lack of inform oral health information. This is a big problem because um, even in the demographic and health survey um, of Nigeria released in 2018, oral health was still omitted. And I think this is a significant um, um, omission um, if we're talking about planning for oral health care in Nigeria. That's a significant omission. And so 
also we look at now even to deal with these things um, in, in this article we are asking questions about certain government agencies that should be involved in gathering data we need to involve the, the national bureau of statistics the national institute of medical research the national population Com 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 commission and also the regional center for oral health health training in nigeria these government agencies should be involved in generating data on oral health. One of the major aspects, which I must not leave out, is financing. And indeed, when healthcare generally is poorly funded, inevitably, oral health care will be poorly funded. And because the oral health care, as it is, is heavily reliant on the existing health system in the country. And, and, and so if oral health care is I mean, healthy care generally is poorly funded. What can we do? There are some levers that should be um, um, explored, such as the new healthcare provision fund must be leveraged on to deliver and fund a package of services for um, people. Also, um, we introduce a seventh component in this article, which is the um, community participation. We need to leverage on the community engagement, community participation, so that there could be sustainability of oral health intervention programs and planning, so that we can actually reach more people, especially in the rural areas. There are several consequences of oral diseases when left untreated, and these consequences can be dire. They range from awful pain to infection and reduced quality of life to loss of productivity. Victor Wabudike, a consultant family dentist and head of dental department at Ajerumi General Hospital in Nigeria, spoke to us about the consequences of oral diseases. Oral diseases generally affect the quality of life of those who suffer from these conditions. Patients suffer discomfort like pain, swelling, trismus, loss of function, social embarrassment, low self-esteem, etc. There are also economic consequences, like reduced productivity. This mainly affects workers who have to skip going to work to attend dental appointments. Sometimes when these workers are compelled to go to work with these dental discomforts, their productivity is low because their concentration and even attention is very low. There's also disruption of school program, and this affects school children. They have to keep dental appointments and skip schools. Sometimes when they go to school with these discomforts, they, their concentration is also very poor. There's also reported huge financial burden as a result of oral diseases on the populace. This is because payments for dental treatments is usually out of pocket with limited resources. Oral diseases also affect the general health of patients. For example, a patient that has excruciating toothache will suffer inability to eat properly, and this will result in poor nutrition and affect the patient's general well-being. Also, pregnancy outcomes like preterm birth and low birth weight are associated with periodontal diseases, especially during pregnancy. There's also reported link between oral diseases and some medical conditions like diabetes mellitus, cancer, cardiovascular diseases, etc. How can one prevent diseases of the teeth, 
gums and mouth. Good oral hygiene state of an individual is that standard of health of the oral and related structures which enables an individual to eat, speak, and socialize without active disease, discomfort, or embarrassment, and which ultimately contributes to the individual's general well-being. Now, to prevent oral diseases, toothbrushing is very, very important. So, one is expected to brush twice daily with um, a fluoride-containing toothpaste using the right technique and duration, and then the right strength of bristles. The bristles should be soft or medium strength, and then the brush should be changed every three months or when the bristles begin to fray. Flossing is also very important, and it is encouraged instead of the use of toothpicks. They are difficult or hard to reach areas in your mouth, which the bristles of toothbrush cannot get to. So it is advised that you use dental floss, especially in between your interdental spaces. This is preferred to the use of toothpicks, which are known to damage your support structure of your teeth, which is the periodontium, and leaves you with more complications. You are also encouraged to eat healthy diets. Therefore, you should avoid junk foods like refined sugars. Take high fiber foods like fruits and vegetables. You are also required to avoid alcohol and heavy smoking, especially for the fact that they have been linked to oral cancers. Then finally, you are to visit your dentist regularly, at least two times every year for routine examination and professional cleaning. That's all from our South Africa Science Focus today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Hurst, with editing and hosting by me, Ogechi Ekeanyao, and reporting by Royal Uche. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SideFNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.